This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today. Welcome to Vibrant Raw Living. I'm your host, Victoria Madian. Join me on a journey of discovering your infinite potential. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today I'm joined with my guests. I have Justin Quant and Andrew. Anthony Andrea. Andrew you. Anthony and <laughs> Anthony Andrew from Fusion Dance in Solana Beach. Now, yes. Justin has a long, extensive dance background, which we'll get into. And Anthony has pretty extensive background in the business realm. So I'm going to get into the questions with Perfect. Justin. And he and I actually met. We were both um, seen on seasons six and seven of um Dance Moms. Yes. So yeah. that was how we met when we were judging for the show, which was fun, was fun. times. It was. Yeah. It was a great time. <laughs> so getting right into it, where are you from originally? Right, so I'm uh, originally I'm from Carroll, Iowa. Small town, um, 10,000 people, right? Like an hour and a half northwest of Des Moines, which is the, which is the capital. So yeah, from, from there. Awesome. And what were some of your early passions in life? Um, so I... First one was dance. Um, I started when I was three. Um, but as I grew up, I, I did a lot of swimming and I did a lot of basketball, which mm -hmm. was huge for me. I love love sports. I did track, um, tennis. So be, with dance, dance obviously uh, supplemented all that. But, um, but yeah. Yes. Yeah. So and what were some of your most memorable moments as a dancer and which instructors and choreographers have inspired you over the years? Hmm. Um, well, my growing up, my mom was my teacher, so she's definitely a big inspiration. Um, you know, I've always still is yeah. till today. Um, and I would say in college, um, Susan Quinn, which was, she's a big part of my life. She was, um, my jazz professor. She was, um, she danced with Giordano's in Chicago. So, um, she had, a, not only was she a great teacher, but she could really connect with, uh, the students, um, so I've kind of taught, I've kind of brought that into my teaching as well. So mm -hmm. she kind of played that, that role of professor and also played the role of your best friend along the way. So it's, I thought that, I think that's really important. Um, and then also uh, Melissa Lowe, which was my ballet professor. She is, um, I think she kind of saw something in me and, you know, one of those, you know, mm -hmm. that feeling you yes. get when, yeah. when it, you don't realize it until later, yeah. but then, you know, you're super thankful for it that they yeah. kind of took a chance on mm -hmm. you and went with it. So yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah, and speaking back to that, like, best friend and mentor line, it's a difficult line. It's kind of difficult to balance. It's like you mm. always want to let the students know that you're there to help them improve and give them constructive criticism. Right. Some of the teens, I feel like, will kind of take advantage of that. Yeah. But it is really nice to be able to be a mentor figure in students' it lives. Is. And I think sometimes when we teach, which, you know, both you and I teach, like, it's— um, it can be really 
you don't see how the long term, how it affects the student, but in the long term, we know how special those yep. instructors are to us. Yeah, of course. In the long term, it really does make a profound difference. So how has dance served as an outlet for you in your life? And how did you, how did this process evolve? Um, as an outlet, I, it's always, it's always been a big part of my life. So I didn't know it was any, mm-hmm. I didn't know it was an outlet, I yeah. guess. I, it's always been so kind of ingrained in my body. Um, you know, I kind of remember being younger and, you know, like I, I just remember being like, you know, a lot, lot was going on with school and whatnot. And I went, um, I asked my mom, I was like, can I have the, the studio key? And I just went in the studio by myself in the dark. And I think I danced for two hours and just kind of laid on the floor. And that was kind of a moment of recognition. I was like, gosh, this feels good. Mm-hmm. You know, like it felt good. So it's, yeah. yeah, that was kind of one of those moments. But, um, but yeah, it's always, it's always been an outlet, you know, whether the good, the bad, the ugly, um, you always have dance to go to and it's that consistency and being able to express through your body and, um, what maybe you can't say. So yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I can definitely relate to that. Um, and at what point did you decide to pursue dance professionally? And was it something you really wanted to get involved with? Like, when did it really come to a point where you were like, I definitely want to pursue this? Um, great question. Um, I would say in college was when I got more serious about it. Um, I was I was doing a lot, obviously, growing up, um, but I also played a lot of sports and mm-hmm. I had a lot of different other outlets. So once, I mean, I realized I was dancing 12, 13-hour days in college mm-hmm. and I was there all day, all night, and I was like, I knew it, just, it felt right if everything felt right with it. So I think that was a big mo- pivotal moment in my life. Um, I'm kind of somebody that kind of just kind of rides – rides the wave and whatever whatever is going on in my life i know it's meant to be that so it's i never sat you know when i was 14 and i was like okay i'm gonna be a professional dancer Mm, that's what i want yeah it's just for me it has to feel right along the way so it's kind of the path i went on Mm -hmm. if that makes sense yes yeah yeah it's interesting the roads that life will take us down Mm, yeah it's almost sometimes i think of it as improvisation like life is improvisation. You're that is the dance. Completely. You know, you're Completely. in different settings and you kind of dance through. Yeah, it and you go it you out. go right, left, or center. It depends on where um that's kinda, you know, after college I went um I went up and I was with a contemporary ballet company and I was, you know, doing contemporary work and then the nutcracker and classical work and something I had not done growing up. I was, you know, jazz whatnot so it's kind of i jumped to this whole different realm and then after that you know i went to um kind of went on on cruise ships and i went and danced in paris for about five years and that was completely opposite of contemporary so like it's one of those things where if it feels right i just kind of go in that direction and and it worked out really well so (laughs) like the thing I've loved about dance, similarly, when I went into college, because I feel like a lot of dancers, they don't pursue it after they're 18 or right. some even stop in high school. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what you've been training for this whole time is to, like, enjoy it during those yeah. years. I was able to go on, you know, when I was at UCSD, their program for dance is very postmodern. And then mm-hmm. as far as their clubs at school, they have a phenomenal Latin ballroom dance. So... Um, they have a phenomenal Latin ballroom dance program there. 
So I was able to train in that and cool. a bunch of different Asian dance styles. So it was very different for me, like doing competitive dance my whole life. Mm-hmm. Doing postmodern was like really, really yeah. different. It's like the unexpected, right? And then you kind of go with it and you learn and you grow and yeah, bring it into your um, repertoire, you yeah. know? And it just allowed me to expand and see different points of view and you know, really use my body as the tool to do that, which is amazing. Yeah. So what were some of the challenges you overcame in the process of pursuing dance professionally and how did you overcome those? Challenges. Let's see. Um, I guess um, I was, I think, in, I think in college, even growing up, I was never um, a Dance, even even now, like I, you know, when someone looks at me, and I'm like, oh, I dance, and I, I always get it every all the time. They kind of look at me like, why don't you play football? You know, like it's always been that, yeah. um, and it's always been um, kind of the because I'm broad, yeah, and, and, and six foot tall and bigger for a dancer. Um, so it was, I think that was that was probably my hardest thing, and it wasn't. And I don't want to say it was that hard because I didn't make it that hard on myself. I didn't blow it up into a big issue. I had a teacher come talk to me about it about getting healthy and better way to be healthy and she she had always um told us that nobody could ever tell you you were overweight unless they were a doctor and that was it end of story mm-hmm. don't yeah. if the teacher tells you that it's not right they can't tell you um so it was kind of one of those things that was in a such a healthy way where a light bulb clicked and i went with it and it was fine after that do you know what i mean totally. so yeah. um because i know that's a big it's a big stigma in the dance world. It is. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think I was. I don't think I know. She, my teacher definitely approached me in the right way, and which is the way I would, you know, go about it now. Absolutely. So I just it makes you feel comfortable, and you're kind of like, okay, yeah, let's got to change something. So I did it. Definitely. Yeah, I've heard some stories about instructors sometimes getting into that realm of things where it's really not their place necessarily <clears throat> and it really can affect dancers to the point where what i've seen is that they don't even want to dance anymore yep, it does which is it's really sad so it's something that's really important i think to be cognizant of because there are different standards and you coming from the ballet world i mean mm-hmm. i'm sure you've seen things with different yep. female dancers that you've worked with um in regards to eating disorders and different types of things because there's this standard set but the beautiful thing about dance at the core of it is that there's not anybody can dance and learn how to enjoy dance and it is accessible 100%. to a lot of people. And when it starts to get too controlled or I think it was George Balanchine who put a huge emphasis on dancers being extremely thin and mm. he wanted them very wafy and light and it really led to dancers dying, you mm. know, and I think the standards of beauty are always changing. I think in this time, there's more of a acceptance of different yes. body types, Agreed. a lot of diversity, yeah. and even in the ballet world, a lot of different um, racial diversity yes. as well with African-Americans. It's so big right dancers. now, which yeah. is great. I it's remember so we had um, come into our, at the University of Arizona when I was there for college. Yeah. Uh, this was kind of before she was making her, big splash in the world mm-hmm. but we had me and michaels in mm-hmm. and she i remember when she was auditioning she was she was taking those strong 
um, masculine built girls that she wanted them to move like athletes and more grounded. And like, you know, that was, a, I know that was a big realization for me. And I was like, that's awesome. That's yeah. so awesome. There's, there's, there's something, there's a facet for everybody. There's something for everybody in this, in the dance world. It's not that stereotypical, which is so overdone. And like, that's not how, that's not how the world is. Mm-hmm. Look at the population of the United States. Yeah. It's, it's, that's not it. Yeah. It's Speaking not, of yeah. Mia Michaels and breaking boundaries, I know she just walked in fashion week recently in New York. Fashion oh, really? Week, and she was absolutely slaying. She oh, looked wow. amazing. Oh, she cool. was just strong, owning it the whole way down. And I was like, Oh my God, if I ever like walked in that show or I was one of those other models, I would be like so honored to like walk with her. You Uh know what I mean? It's really seeing past. She's such an accomplished woman in so many different ways. And, um, it was beautiful to see that. I was just like, yes, man. (laughs) So, so yeah, I know that one of the things many people and many dancers and, People that are trying to reach advancement in their life, they're going to face a lot of rejection. Now, as a dancer, how did you cope with facing the inevitable rejection from time to time in the audition process? And how did that strengthen you long term? Um, I, you know, whenever you're told no, it just makes me go in that studio and work even harder. It actually, you know, it motivates you. Mm -hmm. It gives you, it gives you drive. Same thing with um, whether the the students are younger, you know, and they, they don't feel like you performed your best, whether audition, performance, competition, whatever it may be, it gives you drive back in that studio. So it's, I think of it as great motivation. I I don't think of it as defeat, failure. I also think of it as it's not your time to get that job at that time for some reason, because that's not your path in life right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a, a huge believer in that. So, yeah. you know, once there's there's a reason why it's not, it didn't happen right now. And there's a reason why it, maybe it'll happen in a day or five years. You don't know. But um, yeah, there's a, there's a reason for all that. We yeah. often use that with Justin. Everything happened on time for a reason. Yes. You know? And sometimes a no is worth a yes. And you might have a better opportunity like around the corner for it. Totally. Yeah. yeah one of my friends and I, we were just talking about this yesterday we actually went to church and that was part of the sermon. And um, one of the things that we were talking about is that sometimes God is molding us for the different opportunities to come, even when we're going through different difficult stages in our life. And just to be able to trust that and know that whatever adversity we're facing is for the best. Yeah. And I feel like dancers are very strong in that way because Mm -hmm. your body is like i mean it can be really hard on your body it is pretty hard on your body if you're facing injuries if you're facing setbacks if you don't get the part that you wanted you have to trust that good things are to come yeah it's part of the process yep what is your advice to boys and young men in the dance industry and those who want to dance professionally um, to do it. And there is, there's a million things you can do with it is, um, whether you're dancing professionally, I mean, there's so many facets of dance. There's, um, you know, Broadway, there's LA, there's, there's, um, commercial work, there's, uh, and anything, you know, like the VMAs, like there's, there's all these things. There's, um, companies, there's ballet companies, contemporary, modern, there's something for everyone. So, um, and don't, I don't feel like Again, don't go in one direction and stay there. Like, explore mm-hmm. and see what's right for you. Um, but, but yeah, def- I, 
hundred percent go do it, do it, do it, do it. There's so many boys actually that I grew up dancing with that also did other sports like wrestling and football. And they're, they always really talked about how their foundations and ballet really helped them with their Huge. balance, their flexibility, oh, yeah. their agility. And it was so important to them. And they knew how to bust a move on the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> to dance with the so girl, good. You know? Most yeah. important thing. Yeah. Yes. You know. I remember <laughs> my uh, my first day at track. I was in seventh grade. And they asked me to like come be on the team. I was like, sure, whatever. You know, you kind of show up. And um, I had to run hurdles. And I was literally <laughs> leaping over the hurdles. And our track coach like ran down. And she's like, I've never seen something so beautiful. And like I, hurdles was my thing that yeah, year yeah, yeah. because I was like, this is easy. I'm just yeah. running and doing a leap. <laughs> like, it was simple. <laughs> that was my favorite thing to do. I remember in sixth grade Olympics, like hurdles was like yeah. what I loved to do because again, it was just like leaping. Yeah. I really wanted to do track and field in high school, but my dance requirements didn't allow me allow, to like, yeah, do any sure. other sports. But that would have been probably the one thing I would have loved <laughs> to do so because it really does supplement dance training so well the cardio of it was mm -hmm. really great so moving on to you and anthony yes um so how did you and your husband meet and how has this changed your guys lives i tell the story better <laughs> okay go for it now we met in miami on uh, february 2008 we uh we were both uh went and worked on a cruise ship for Royal Caribbean. Okay. So uh, we met the night before, you know, they put all the stuff in one hotel. And mm -hmm. uh, we met and we just like went out, had a blast. And we're like, hey, let's let's just be friends and let's keep, uh, you know, keep the... His English was minimal. <laughs> Very <Hello>. minimal. <laughs> Dinner, yes. Yes. Uh, come with my friends. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was we... a lot of like, you know, like showing... Like with your hand, like talking with your hand, yeah. and like explaining a lot, and uh, and um, yeah, after after about um, six months on on the ship, we uh, we went to Paris, and uh, he got fortunate to have an audition at the Lido, and got the job, so decided to Again, move there. Again, one of those path things mm -hmm. that happened. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, it was just a post on Facebook yeah. saying that I'm in Paris for one week, and one of his friends commented it, and mm -hmm. said, "Hey, I can get you an audition," and got the whole thing going, and and it was it was a fun. Uh, history ever since it's interesting that you mentioned that because my dad is from iran and he didn't speak much english he lived mm -hmm. in france in paris before he came to the united states and he didn't speak much english when he met my mom so it was yeah. kind of a similar story yeah. just like yeah there's there's some funny stories around that but you know love has its own language yeah. you know we have some funny Completely. stories about that as well. <laughs> yeah. so so even though you and your husband come from different backgrounds like, how has that diversity strengthened your relationship? How has it opened you up to new perspectives about things, living in a different country, obviously? Mm -hmm. And how has it allowed you both to grow together? Uh, I think it's opened my eyes up about different cultures, which I didn't know I was so interested in. Mm -hmm. I knew I knew I liked to travel. Um, but, yeah, it really opened my eyes up to different cultures in the way I'm really fascinated away with um, how different families, yeah. you know, they're, they're – their daily schedules and how they eat and how they um, just, I don't want to say they're nine to five, but yeah, yeah just their, their lives. Yeah. I, mm -hmm. And it's so different from being, whether, you know, in the U.S. it could be West Coast, East Coast, Midwest. We're all, we're all in the South. Everyone's doing it different. But then, you know, you pull in another country and it's mm -hmm. just a whole other world. Um, but I, I just find it really fascinating. So 
And we're all very comfortable in our bubbles, you know, with your family, with your friends. And then as soon as you start getting out of that bubble, that's when you realize that, you know, everybody is in his own little world. But if you start to get into somebody else's world from another country or anything, it's just just amazing what you get from that. And always learning. You're always learning. Which is is great. Yeah, totally. So what do you think um, was... Obviously, you guys have both grown together now to yeah. with your business background, Justin's dance background, to create your own business, which is Fusion Dance. So even though you both came from those different worlds, it ended up making something really, really amazing. So what was the inspiration for Studio the Fusion? Fusion Dance. Fusion Dance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so my um, so I, I have twin sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, and... My, like I said, my my mother owned a studio. So, uh, my mother owned a studio for a while, and then um, my both of my one of my sisters bought out my mom's studio so she could retire, and then my other sister opened a studio as well, and she called it Fusion Dance. Mm-hmm. And they kind of took my silhouette as a picture. This was 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Took my silhouette as a picture, you know, for the the logo, and they went with it. And then my my mom's studio, they changed the name over to Fusion Dance as well, so they had two. Mm-hmm. So naturally. When I opened, when we opened the studio, it was fusion dance for sure. So it's kind of a. It was a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. And with so many different studios in San Diego, what do you feel like makes your studio unique? Well, we I feel like our our faculty is definitely unique. Um, we have people that have um, gone from you know someone that's owned three studios by themselves before that has come and he's kind of a mentor for me which is great um that he's kind of blessed us with being with us um we, ha- we have people that have been in the san diego area for a while we have people that have had professional careers and it's um and it's also these people have become kind of our family in these mm-hmm. past um three and a half years that we've lived in san diego and so it all again it was just all super right so you you get that family feel when you come in the door um the family feel the positive feel and i i think it's just so important that um each student whether they want to dance there seven days a week or they want to dance there for 45 minutes or an hour a week they just know how important they are and that we're and we all know that we're such a big part of their life so mm-hmm. i i and think they get that, treated the same way so. yeah and that's just it's, that's just really important to us and our vision for the studio so um, I think that's. I feel that's what kind of sets us apart from, from other from other studios. And the fact that we too as well to run that. Justin is focusing just on the artistic part, and I'm yes. focusing on all the administrative part. So mm-hmm. you know, there's not a day where, you know, he can lack on the on the artistic and the training, and there's not a day where I need to get mm-hmm. involved in the training because I that's not my place. So Absolutely. you know, we each we each know our path, and yep. Justin is passionate with dance, and he's doing that like to the nut and I'm just passionate with people. So I'm just focusing on that. And I think that's where we find a great balance. Absolutely. And I think that's very important for Mm. the longevity of studios Mm. is to have that good balance because there's so many people that can come into it with the creative aspect, but be like, Oh, let's all dance together and things. (laughs) But it is so important to have that business background and understand what you're getting into that way. It can have longevity and grow with different trends and, Things like that. And one mm-hmm. of those things that I love about your guys' studio is your guys' Instagram. I love the little videos oh. that you do that <laughs> just like little technique tips with so and so. We think it, yeah, it's, it's really important great. for our, and it's important for our, our students um, 
they're loving it. They're, yeah. you know, they're getting all these little things and stuff they can bring into class mm-hmm. as well, you know, whether, you know, if they hear it yeah. five times, but maybe that sixth time they mm-hmm. saw it on Instagram, they're like, oh, yeah, it connects with them, yeah. or, you know. Yeah. I think as social media is often used in places where we're most comfortable, like our home yes. or, you know, or our bedroom or something like that, you know, sometimes it really reaches us in a different way when we're able to take it into those realms. Yeah. But I think on a greater scale, I mean, putting that out on social media, you're able to reach, you know, so many people beyond True. your studios. So yes. it really is making a, an immediate impact with your studio, a local impact, and then really a global impact yeah. with that. So I think it's really great that you're doing that. And I love I love to see it. Every <laughs> time I'm just like, oh, what can I learn, you know? Because even as an instructor, there's always different always. ways you can learn to approach yes. things. So. Yep. I love that you guys are doing that. Oh, thank you. So what do you think are three traits that a good instructor should embody? Uh, confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there's a lot of traits I have. <laughs> <laughs> only three. Hang on. Only three. <laughs> um, I, I, think, I think it's important to have that level. I know we talked about this earlier, that level of you need the respect mm-hmm. from the students, but you also need they need to know that you're on their level as well so um you can relate to them yes because you've been yep exactly we've been there so um i know that's i try to bring that into my classes because when you know when the kids know i'm able to talk as mr justin and be you know kind of um relating to them is great but then the minute they see they know not to go that i'm not going to be there sit there and be their best friend and talk about you know stuff that's not necessarily like uh, that's their best friend's yeah. job or yeah. their parents' job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there, there needs to be that. Um, I think those two things are really important. Uh, confidence, super important, and then also um, always be willing to um, learn from other people. You know, like like you said, open-minded. you're open minded. Like yeah. you said, you you saw like a tip yeah. on Instagram and you took it in, and it's nobody ever knows it all. So you, as mm-hmm. long as you're always learning and growing that's i think that's really important and we we kind of bounce ideas off of each other as mm-hmm. a faculty like um well you know like we'll be like one week we're like okay well we're, i'm gonna work on this let's bring it into your class let's bring it into your class and then the kids are like well, we did this in you know in miss chrissy's class and we're like yeah we know <laughs> so they kind of see the connection with us yeah and them so i think yeah that's that's important as well totally i can agree with all of those Really good stuff. So what are the common issues and solutions you see happening with your clients, more specifically teen students? Because that is kind of a transition phase. Some yes. some students are just getting into dance now that they're a teenager. Maybe they did other sports and they're like, oh, like I really want to dance. Yeah. Some of them are exiting out of it or they're having to cut back on their dance load because school is getting really intense and taking a lot of their focus. And there can be a lot of insecurities that come up because you're changing so much as a teenager. Mm-hmm. So what type of things do you see with teenagers and what solutions do you give for those different? Homework. Yeah. They have a lot of homework. It's still, yeah, I feel like their their, their workload of school is, is heavy. It is. Um, and, but I think it, it's also time management. It's a good time management tool for them. Um because the kids that I know that they're having a lot of homework, they are also eager to be in that studio every day, which we've been very fortunate with. Because I and we're, and we're also very new, mm-hmm. but um, we have we have desks set up at our studio. We have three desks lined up, and the kids. I mean, those desks are the first chairs that are used, and kids are there with their headphones on and doing their homework. Um, 
so I think that I think that's the main thing. I feel like in I feel like they're getting a lot of homework, and I don't know I don't know how conducive that is. I mean, I you know they've got to be there's got to be um, they've got to be able to be kids. They've got to be able to go to school. They've got to be able to do activities. It's they're all equally important. So I, I just hate to see one thing completely consume them. So right now we're seeing that they're finding a balance with it, which mm-hmm. is great, and we're we're and we're watching to make sure they're not getting burnt out with one thing or the other. And that's, you know, you kind of go in and talk and be like, okay, so how are we going to fix this? You know, if you're staying up this late at night, you can't do that. You mm-hmm. need to do homework at another time. You need to um, maybe swap a class around. Let's, we're just trying to work with them. So they, right. they realize again um, that we can relate to them with it because I don't want to be, you know, like you have to be here for eight hours a day yeah. and that's it and there's you don't worry about your school i'm not going to do that right, you right. need to be a person you need to be a student you need to be a dance all those you need to be every, everything yeah, you and know have that creative outlet of expression yes. i know that was so important to me growing up and for many of the people that i danced with you go through a lot during your teenage and yeah, you, do. you know young adult years <laughs> and yeah. high school <laughs> like i was so grateful to have dance as an outlet during mm. that time because it offered me to take on different roles, whether I was dancing lyrical or wanted to be a little bit more elegant or refined in a ballet class or performance and really get expressive with tap dancing, just hit the floor yeah, and like yeah. get all those rhythms down, get in there. So it really does offer something for everybody. And you guys have a lot of open, you know, beginner classes for a wide range mm-hmm. of ages, right? Yes. Yep. Yep. And the camaraderie, I think. It's important, I mean, yeah. It, yeah, but the, the camaraderie with the kids, it's just so the cool. Culture yeah, it's, studio, it's cool, yeah. yeah. Definitely. But I think being a teen is a good introduction. I mean, it's 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 the introduction of your adult life. You know, oh, you, you deal with school and then after school, you know, you can treat it like work. And then yeah. it's like you need to have like something where your brain can just turn off and you, you do your, your two or three hours of dance and then you can go to your homework and, and manage your time and, and make sure like, you know, everything is, is a good balance in life. Definitely. Like adults you, going to like yoga, yeah. you know, that's their, oh, yeah. it's your hour that you like get to yourself. It's, and, and I've, we're finding that adults are actually really starting to do that with our, we have yeah. a, a big adult program going on. So for dance. Yeah. yeah and it's awesome. great because we have so many um, adults coming yeah. through the door, taking class and, um, and I'm always so thankful when they come because I'm like, I know you guys are doing a million things mm-hmm. and just to take that time for yourself. Um, and I think it's, it's good to implement that in kids and know how important it is that they get the time to actually be in the class rather yeah. than thinking of it of, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm getting away from my homework, mm-hmm. you know, that it's important that they know that they're able to be there, you know, because not everyone can do that. So. Absolutely. And I feel like it is a huge confidence builder if it is, if you're in the right studio where yeah. you have that support and you don't mm-hmm. have people telling you like, you know, you're not doing this right or like you're doing this horrible all the time or why are you like this? But, you know, I've seen that at certain studios mm-hmm. that I've been at and it's really sad. You know, it does affect kids' confidence. And I feel like the dance studio and, you know, as educators and dance instructors, and choreographers, there's a way that all of that can be approached so that really it boosts the confidence of a child yes. and they really are able to grow into their body feeling comfortable, expressing themselves if they want to dance a little bit more hard hitting, a little more sensual, a little bit whatever they want to do to be comfortable expressing mm-hmm. whatever they want to express and to be given the tools to be able to do that. So, and I think, you know, there has been so many 
people that have come to different dance studios because of shows like Dance Moms, because of shows like Dancing with the Stars, because of shows like So You Think You Can Dance mm-hmm. and World of Dance now, yes. which is blowing up. So you get to see all these different things and maybe someone, there's a girl that's like, oh, I want to do hip hop like that girl, you know? And it's now there are so many different outlets for kids to see that and enjoy dance in that way and have yeah. a place to do yeah, it. Yeah. We, we didn't have these shows, you know, no. growing up. And I feel like dance is really on the forefront. It's, yeah. I mean, it's it's on our major TV stations, which yeah. is I think is huge, you know. So it's it's great. It's done it's done a lot of it's done a lot of great things. I think for yeah. dance. And I think that that's what makes us special as well. Is you know, instead of just doing one class of trial, we often offer like a, a wide range of free free classes. Mm-hmm. So students can find you know their happiness yeah you know they might not know what lyrical is but mm-hmm. go take a class and you might just love it yeah, you might so you know like we, we want yeah want to learn from them more so we really want our kids to be like very comfortable to each and every one of the classes they're taking yeah, yeah. awesome so what life lessons have you personally learned from performing arts and what lessons really translated out of the dance studio or out of the performing arts realm into life for you Hmm. Life lessons. Say, say that one more time. Sorry. <laughs> so, what life lessons have you learned from performing arts, and what lessons translated out of the studio for you? So, what did you learn from dance that you were able to take into your life? Mm-hmm. I know when I'm, me and my friends were talking about this, how when we were younger, I had an instructor that when people, when she would give us constructive criticism, she always trained us to say thank you. She was like, if someone gives uh, you constructive mm-hmm. criticism, say thank you. And I was talking That's with great. one of my really good friends who she was able to apply that in her business life. And it's just, you know, when someone gives you something that you need to work on, don't take it personal. Don't be offended. Don't take it the wrong way. It's Not really negative. meant to help you improve and you know, I think other instructors that I've worked with, they've been in their studios and be like, we don't allow divas here. We don't want any of that energy, you know, and I'm sure you've seen a lot of it too. <laughs> and we it's don't like, want that either. No, 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 no. Like it doesn't work in real life either. People try to act like whatever that they, it's just, it, it breeds really bad yeah. energy mm-hmm. and it doesn't allow people to work together well. It really, I think, especially even when it comes to, different um, conflict resolution, which a lot of dancers will have to deal with this at some point in their life um, or figuring things out. Or even if there's just discrepancies amongst different dancers and friends, you have to kind of stay humble. Yeah. Being humble. Be humble and also together, work together to find the solution Mm -hmm. at some point rather than kind of be like i'm right you're wrong or something like that it really needs to be a collective thing of finding the solution in the grand scheme of things so to be open-minded about that and just to be receptive to that because when those times for promotions or upgrades you know like i was talking with my friend she was like i owe that to my dance instructor for teaching me that because people see me in a different light when i'm able to accept the criticism and take that and move forward and do better and better yeah you know? we often comp- compared ourselves to sponges with Jesse. Yeah. because you know whenever people yeah. like, like give us information we're like you know yeah. bring yeah. it in bring that, it thank in thank you that yeah. thank you i'm like i i i'm totally going to use that yeah. i love that that's that's great but i think there's a lot of um what's the word there's um uni- uniform there's a lot of um, euphemisms 
uh, uniform. No. Um, Let's find the word. <laughs> yeah, I lost it. It's over there. Um, I can't think of Etiquette? Edi- yeah. yeah. Etiquette's okay. good. Yeah. There's etiquette, you know, like with the whole, with ballet, um, with jazz, with yeah. thanking your teacher at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, and it's, it's funny because I, I've taught, I mean, I've taught, all, I guess, around the world. Yeah. Um, and there's certain things I kind of, and I've, you know, teaching at certain studios and there's things that I know that are super important to me, but that's the etiquette is super mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. Um, the respect of the teachers are yeah. super important. So which that, you know, that kind of comes into your daily life as well. Yeah. Um, you know, always, like I said, thanking the teacher mm-hmm. at the end. Um, there's just, yeah, that I think the etiquette goes a long ways with whether you realize it or not, because I think it becomes a natural um thing to do for you yeah. but um it becomes it, a habit the more yeah, that habit. it's practiced yes it's exactly. not something that is necessarily innately known but mm-hmm. one, you can't it can be a learned behavior and become a positive habit and there's a there's a professionalism to dance yeah. you know when it's um when it's done when i feel like when it's done right mm-hmm. it's it's um it's which is an important life lesson for all kids mm-hmm. i feel like i i had it growing up so i didn't i didn't realize that's what it was until you can kind of look back on it yeah um, but yeah, there's a, there's a really great professionalism that goes towards dance. And you're not only teaching them dance, you only, you, you also teach them to, you know, to be a better person mm-hmm. and to be respectful. And yeah. there's a reason, you know, you can do that and you can't do that. And yeah. and I think that's, that's important in, in each class to show that. Yeah. Totally. I know that most of the students that I work with, I always train them for when they're going to conventions or taking classes with other instructors that they don't normally take from to be really respectful to Mm -hmm. learn about them before you go take their class and have respect for their class and always say thank you at the end. And if you even if you don't get chosen, don't be like, oh, that person didn't choose me. I don't like them or whatever. It's like, no, like have respect for them. Look at what you did learn from that experience and take that in. Because I think even going back to the auditioning point and the rejection aspect of things, I think that there's a lot of times where like automatic negative thinking can come in or like even when you're in a class, students might see, oh, like I didn't do that right and get so hard on themselves. So important to look at the grand scheme of things. Like maybe you go to a dance class, maybe you go to a competition, maybe you go to a convention, maybe you don't get the scholarship, maybe you don't get chosen at the end of the class to do the dance, you know, with other kids or, you know, as the like favorite group or whatever Mm -hmm. um but maybe you are able to be really grateful for your opportunity to be even go to a dance class to even work with that instructor to go to that convention to go to the competition you're thankful for all of the work that you've done to get to that point and so maybe it didn't turn out but those little course corrections it's like building you to be better for the next time absolutely yeah yep that's great advice yeah (laughs) What other? What is your dream for Studio Fusion? Um, the dream, I, you know, I want to. Um, I mean, my 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 mother's studio. It's she's in year. It's in year forty eight right now. Wow! So that That's is a amazing. dream. You know, that is a dream to kind of. Um, she has like I. I obviously grew up in the studio. Both of my sisters did, um, but she now has. Um, how many generations have gone through and it's such it's such that family feel and like you know you you go to the recital and everyone knows what to look forward to and there's all these big events throughout the year that are so fun and um you know the performance opportunities and um that's i think that's that's my dream is to know that these students have that and that they're 
um, you know, maybe their little brothers and sisters are going to have that and it's the consistency of it. And, um, and then maybe, you know, they're at some point, their kids are going to have that. So I want, I, I, that's what I, that's what I, that's my big thing with, um, fusion dances to have, to have that. Cause I, I see that it is, mm-hmm. um, it's accessible. My mom, my, my mother did yeah. it and my sisters are doing it. So, um, I think that's a, yeah, that's a big dream of mine. And it'd be satisfying, you know, after like five, six years to have, you know, a student come back and be like, hey, I always felt safe. I always felt welcome. Mm-hmm. I always felt like I belong. I always felt like I learned from you guys. Mm-hmm. More than dance, I, I learned from you guys. Yeah. I want to make it, you know, their, their home. They want it to be their home for each each and every student. Again, whether they're they're there all week or they're there once a week, we, you know, you got to come through that door and you see him sitting there smiling, ready to say hi and ready for a fun night of dance. So, totally. Yeah. I know the studio that I grew up in is unfortunately closed now, but it did have that. It was it was around for a while. And mm-hmm. some of the people that were like the first clients, they bring their kids back to dance there and just like, oh, so, so was my instructor. And so cool. It's so beautiful to yeah. see that. So it is it is such a beautiful part of the culture that can exist. And mm-hmm. I, yes. I really keep that in high spirits for you guys. And I hope that Thank comes you. to be. Thank you. Of course. So what advice do you have to share with instructors that hope to open their own studio one day or have a business of their own someday? So maybe this is for Anthony as far as like things to take care of. Um, I will tell them, um, be ready. Yeah. Be ready because it's, it's a, it's, it's a long ride, but it's a fun ride. Mm-hmm. Um, know your numbers. Very important. Always keep your head on your shoulder and don't, don't, don't aim further than you can you can shoot you know yeah. um, um know your numbers um don't forget um, i mean we 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 are like the past five years the past five months have been like a roller coaster for yeah, us yeah. from like mm-hmm. you know from like finding out the space and 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 building all the marketing and all the business and and i would just tell them to be ready and 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 don't force time it will happen. You will know whenever you will know in your guts when you wake up and you mm-hmm. you like oh, this is this is what we want to do. This is what we meant to do, and this is the perfect time. We found the perfect place, and 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 we're gonna be able to make a difference yeah. if we do it. Yeah. I think I think that's Time, what but, timing in place yeah. is huge. I think I've you've known me for over ten years, and we like I, I've kind of wavered back and forth. And he knows it's always been been on my mind mm-hmm. about it, and it was just probably last year it was just like it just was like click 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 everything was like all right let's do it and um yeah it's it's a lot of work it's a it's a labor of love so mm-hmm. i mean we're him and i we're happy to sit down at a date night dinner and talk about work because it's it's like it's so important to us yeah. right now and um and it always will be so that's, and it doesn't feel like work it does not <laughs> that's feel weird like work. it doesn't feel yeah. like work we're like oh it is we feel really fortunate about that which yeah. is which is crazy because I know some studio owners are like, you know, they start to drown and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, it's just always staying on, on top of the game, um, being super organized, which yeah. um, we're very organized with stuff. Having systems in place, you need to have a system for everything. Um, having a great support team. I mean, I probably call about 15 studio owners right now if I have a question. And they're all like, yes, this, go here, do that, do this. Um, the San Diego community, the People that I worked for, they were great. Um, I had, you know, super supportive. They were just like, okay, oh, you want to mirror a person? You're going to go here. They're great. You you know, you're flooring here. Mm -hmm. And like, um, it's just been so positive. And um, 
it's that community feel that I was so happy to have in San Diego because I mean the first is the first people I went to when I was we were going to open the studios was to the other studio owners I worked for because mm-hmm. um, and they were just through the moon they were like this is awesome we're, let me know how I can help you um, we've got to find someone else now <laughs> they were they were so happy about that but um, they were just it was just a really yeah it was it was great so that's really nice to hear I have to say because. Being that it can be a very competitive mm-hmm. environment, yeah. as life can be a very competitive environment, it is so important to have those people in your life that are willing to lift you up and be there and support you and be like, dude, yes. there's enough for it to go yeah. around for everybody. And yep. if that is your happiness and your success, I want to see you succeed and be a part of that growth rather than hinder it or try to take some of it for myself yes. or set you back, you know. There, there can be things like that that go on. So I'm really grateful that you guys have had that experience. Yeah, be so lucky. positive. You know, it's it's really really important. Yeah. And just, every studio is unique. Yeah. You know, even if you open, even if another studio opened across the street from us, I wouldn't. We would not see it as competition because we don't. You know, it's it's if you if you're confident with the product yeah. you're delivering, Absolutely. there's no reason your your yep. students are going to go check out there. And yeah. e, and if they want to, they, they're more than welcome to yeah. do that. And you know it. Some of their students gonna come to us, and vice versa. And it's it's just it's just you know life. Yeah. Don't take it personal. It's business. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I was just at um, one of the studios. I, I just I got on Thursday. I finished a little early, so I ran over to go say hi to all the students, and they were just like, it was so fun. I walked into the studio, and all mm-hmm. the kids were like, "Oh, Mr. Justin's back," you know. Yeah, and yeah. I gave them all hugs, yeah. and like it was just a great positive thing. And um, yeah, so it, it's definitely definitely possible for that to happen. Awesome. So wrapping it up with the final questions, what advice do you have for creating the life of your dreams that you guys have? And love is such a huge part of that. And giving back to the world in service in such a way that really fulfills your highest calling and passion, as well as for the next generation, how much dance can change their lives. Well, I think I didn't realize, um, again, I didn't know if I was ever going to be a studio owner um, and I've, I feel like I've, I've done some cool stuff. Like if I look back and I'm like, geez, you know, you kind of look back on what you've done in life and you're like, Holy cow. But I think, <laughs> I think owning the studio is like the coolest thing I've ever done. And like, um, and, and seeing those kids when they walk through the door and they're smiling and they're happy and they're taking class. And it like, it seriously feels like, big full circle in life um and i couldn't be more thankful for it yeah um so i think that's just been that's been one thing that's kind of blown my mind lately is just how i feel about that which is um which is great and we only did it because we got out of the comfort zone you know i was i was i was running business for other people and same with just and justin was teaching for other people and then we got out of the comfort zone again for the third time you know moving to france moving to australia and and we learned and we um we lived and we enjoyed like every second of of each country we lived in. So the world is big. Get out there, take your take your chance, take a backpack, and 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 just do it. Just do, just it, do, just do it. it. Yeah, you're gonna have some rough time, but you're gonna have some some amazing time. You're gonna meet some amazing 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 people. And, Best way and, to learn is just, I think always learning is important. Learning and growing. So um, dive in. Yeah, mm-hmm. and living. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. Thanks for having us. Wonderful to have you. Thanks. That was. 
Thank you for tuning in to Vibrant Raw Living. Remember that you are just as worthy, deserving, and capable of achieving and maintaining your dreams as much as anyone else. If you have found this podcast useful, please subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud and share it with your friends and family. You can find links to my Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest, and Snapchat in the show notes below. And if you'd like to follow me for updates, which I only share via email, come on over to my website at victoriamadian.com. I love you and I'm wishing you a wonderful day. Go out there and discover your infinite potential. 